Are you an executive wondering how you can keep your drivers healthy on the road? On this episode of Driven Too Far, we're joined by Bob Perry, who's going to give us tips on wellness programs. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. I know we've got some safety professionals out there uh, that listen to the podcast. Um, you know, do the wellness programs, do they really work? Or what, you know, what's the story behind it? If I'm a, if I run a trucking company, is it worth my time and money to invest in a wellness program? Well, I, I just, um, working with the, the, the researchers at the Virginia Tech Institute uh, that does this, and I just got a report that I'll, I'll be putting up and talking about on my podcast as well, where they worked with some volunteer carriers talking about this and putting the program into effect. Is there really a return on investment in there? And why did you do it? Why, and if you did it and it didn't work, you know, what happened? But for the most part, it's, it's like everything else, Andrew, it always starts at the top, right? If people really get behind it, instead of it's something that got assigned to a person, yes. you know what? I think we need yeah. a program. You know, you over there go find us one, put it into effect, and it's lost. And all of a sudden, you know, the bean counters are sitting around and go, "What's this twenty grand we're spending last month on wellness? What, 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 what do we get it?" And so it's got to be, it's got to be managed, and it's got to be gauged. It's got to be ways of getting engagement and. The ones that work are the ones of the of the companies that get behind it. And I was just had an insurance broker call me yesterday that wants to make the scanner available for her trucking clients. And she said, because she has a hard time of convincing them to invest in wellness because of the term. They're afraid that they're gonna get them in, work with them, and then they leave. Um, so that's always the most difficult part. But what you also have to remember is, is that you need to take care of those non-driver population as well. So you've got them in an environment where they're there and you have you know, contests or you have uh, promotional ways of keeping them engaged because you can, you've can you got them there under your roof and it's about getting them involved, the ones who want to. And, and I'm not talking about putting on marathons and those kind of things, just simple, uh, the basic stuff. People like to get involved in weight loss competitions or, or just anything, staying hydrated, those kind of things. So, but they are very difficult, but they, they, they only last as long as the upper management has a temperament to see them through because they won't, you won't see it right away. The first thing they think about is they're going to save healthcare costs. Well, the problem in transportation, the turnover is so high, nobody sticks around long enough to see the downturn, right? What it does for them uh, on that aspect of it. So it's got to be in way I always talk to them about how you measure it is, and one of the things that I was going to talk about is, is that you know, I, I follow the numbers and this is one of the things I'll be talking about on my podcast is I got the numbers from the current numbers from FMCSA. And unfortunately, about 55% of our drivers out there today um, operate on a one-year card or less. Wow, and I did not know that. So some homework for you to do, my friend, is, you know, find out who's your TPA internally, who has those numbers, because it's amazing companies don't follow that and say, I like to get a quick read on whatever number of drivers you have, 205 or whatever it is. And be curious for you to go look and see how many of them are on short-term cards and when they're coming up and what you could do to support them. And that's where the return is, is if I can, you know, help you say you've got, you know, I don't know, pick the number 50 drivers and they're all coming up for uh, recertification in 90 days. And if they got a one-year card, you know, that means if they fail, they're going to drop down. 
um, and coaching them and making sure they can maintain that one-year card, that saves you $6,000, right? Or whatever your number is to put somebody in the seat. So that's where the return is on the not on the driver population side for putting a wellness program into effect. Um, and so I had the University of Alabama at Birmingham did a research project on a on a on a program I put into play, and it's actually going to be published and written. And I'll make sure you get a copy of it if you like. That shows the positive cause and effect for a few hundred dollars that if you coach a driver up, because we don't do that with them in going to school, right? We don't teach them those mechanics of how to take care of themselves and live healthy on the road. I, I love that idea of going to see who's got the limited medical cards. I, I had never really thought of that, but those are exactly some of the people uh, that you should be working with and investing in. And I know coming up through trucking, you know, it is like you said, it's always what's the ROI on everything. And that's how we were kind of conditioned in, in yep. leadership to think about business. But as a company where I'm at, you know, we focus so much on culture and doing the right things for people and the right things for driver. Some of that you simply can't measure or it's going to be extremely difficult to measure some of that. So sometimes you got to do just got to do the right thing for people. Yeah, it is because, you know, and I don't know if you're a, well, living in Nebraska, um, you know, I think you're somewhat of a football fan, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but if not, you'll, you'll get the, uh, the concept. So it's like if you go to the CDC site, Andrew, and you look up long haul drivers, you know, the CD says it's one of the most unhealthy professions you can get involved in, right? Because the environment, travel, the, the, all the things that we've been discussing. So it's, it's like in the NFL, you know, in the college, all of them, they've tightened up the, the concussion protocols, right? Because of what's happened. And so because in this kind of environment, you know, players want to play and drivers want to drive, right? Yes. And so sometimes when you, when you hire people and they're working in an environment that could be detrimental to their health, you have to help protect them from themselves. Yes. And, because when you're a driver, that's what you know how to do. And if you don't drive, you don't make money and you don't take care of your family. And you're going to push it as hard as you can. So uh, throughout my career, I've had the chance to travel quite a bit uh, and even tour uh, some facilities of larger carriers. I've always worked for smaller uh, family-owned type carriers and stuff. But um, – you know, I, I've gone to one where they've, they've got great workout rooms. They've got full-size gyms where you can play pickup game of basketball and do a lot of these things. So I see the carriers investing, the large ones investing in some of those things. But what, if you, what do you do if you're a smaller carrier? What are some ideas you think about these owners of the small truck lines? How can they help their drivers? Good, another good one because you're right. The big ones, they, they put them in and it gosh, it looks like going into an athletic Dormitory, right? Yeah, like you're going into the YMCA or something. Right, it's great. But for the smaller ones, it's hard. They don't have that kind of wherefall to do it. So there's certain things that you can do to really help invest in that. One is um, a company I work with. It's called HealthBot, and they have these self-administrated health check stations that you could put in your in the area there just for drivers to utilize. Once again, it's private, just drive awareness. Um, you can um, reach out. There's a lot of... Um, organizations that will come on site and do you know um and do screenings you know with you for the drivers um reach out to your healthcare company 
Um, most healthcare companies have plugged in some wellness dollars that you can utilize and to be able to use that to put on some screening, some health fairs. Change, the big thing is that what they can do is because they can do this because they're a smaller company. The vending is horrific in all the terminals. I mean, you have to really scour down to the bottom. Oh, there's water, right? It's all the crap on top because yep. that's where they're positioned for. And because I went in and tried to get that initiative going and they're going, well, and it gets upstairs to bean counter and say, hey, you know, Bob, we got 120 terminals. You know, this is what we get. You know, I, I can't, I, I'm graded on that. I can't let that go out the window because people aren't going to buy, you know, the, all that. So, but you can give, you can get a machine in there that gives those drivers and just, you know, give them education. And, and the biggest thing is, is they, they can do, and I'll be glad you can reach out to me if you like. I can work, I've got, like I said, content things that they can do at orientation to give drivers this information in the break room, posters to give the education. But there are some simple things they can do that doesn't break the bank. And the big thing is, is that they can invest in giving them rewards, right? Hey, Andrew, you got your, your DOT coming up. Um, you come back here with that one-year card, I'm gonna give you $500 gift card. Um, you know, when you're 90 days out, you start working with them and there's the carrot, right? You come back with that one-year card, it's $500. It's nothing to sneeze at. Right but it's cheaper than spending six or seven to, to put Bob in the seat who you know nothing about and how long is he going to stay. Right. And sometimes as as leaders, we think about, oh, man, 500 bucks, that's a lot to invest. But what you're not thinking of is what's the cost of that empty seat when he when he's not with you anymore, right? And it's a heck of yeah. a lot more than 500 bucks. And I'd, like I said, I'd rather give it to somebody that I know, invest in our own people and, you know, in their own health. Well, you know, it's what I say all the time. You know, take care of the driver you know today before you hire the next unknown driver for tomorrow, because you don't know what you're getting, right? right? Um, and you said it there, and that's the hard, when I'm talking to the companies, and I tell them, okay, if not five or two for something to incentivize, let them know that you really care about them, and there's an initiative, you're just not trying to, you know, well, Bob, they got, they took the DOT, that's their responsibility. Well, yes, I get that, we're all responsible for our health, but at the same time, you want that people to develop some loyalty to you and say, well, they really care about me. Here's my incentive. They do incentives for if you reach certain marks on your healthcare uh, tests and so forth. So why not this? You get you pass your DOT and you stay where you're at. It's worth $500. I mean, that's a quite a nice incentive. And if somebody's on a one-year card and every year they do that and they keep that one-year card, that's a nice little extra bonus they get. Um, that they can count on doing for all and all they have to do to get that is what take care of themselves yep focus yeah. on themselves yeah yeah and it's for them so you talked about that as an incentive for the driver I, I'd like to know I'm, I'm sure you know as many companies as you've worked with over the years you've probably seen some just some really great ideas or some aha moments with companies setting up a, a health and wellness program. Could you share anything there where, you know, maybe some company just kind of is like, wow, that was a really great idea, or I, you know, incentive they came up with? Yes, so it, it, the big thing is, is when they're recruiting them, and um, and this also helps with their recruitment. This is what I call real recruitment and retention. If you're recruiting them and they're coming in and you tell let them know that you know abc freight is a is a really a health-minded company 
and here's some of the things we, we've done. You know, when you come through our terms, you come here, there's going to be a vending machine that, and this is a company that I went to, and um, they already had a lot of these initiatives going. And I thought, wow, this is, these people are on the right path. And, but when they were recruiting, they uh, told them that they were health minded and they really did care about them health. They just talked about it. So they have health minded vending machines. When they come through the terminals, they always have out, whether it be, you know, they have fresh fruit, nuts, and so forth for them to have. They don't put out junk. Um, then they also have orientation. Um, you know, they give a, could be a 20 minute or 30 minute where they have some like myself come in or do a Zoom or whatever and give them information. And then before they come and all the, all terminals do this differently as you probably know. Some companies will send them out to get their DOT before they come, right? Mm -hmm. Some bring them on site because they want them to see their doc, mm -hmm. okay? Right. So what I came up with and these companies utilized it and it was very powerful is that they send them these orientation tips. I can't tell you, Andrew, how many drivers I've worked with that they would be there waiting to do their DOT at the terminal and I see them out back and they're smoking. And I'd say, what are you doing? And they go, well, you know, I'm trying to relax, calm down. I said, you don't realize that that smoking elevates your blood pressure. You're, you're working against yourself. And, and also terminals, uh, when they come in for orientation, you know, what are you feeding them for their lunches? You know, make better choices and not give them a coupon to the all you can eat Hunan buffet across the street, <laughs> all the sodium, yep, right? And come right. back in and you're wondering why they can't back. But the ones that have, that really opened up my eyes to do it, making there's simple little changes like that. And it's part of, like you said, it's changing the culture because when I first go talk to some company and said, you know, here's a company that's really making some really remarkable changes. And you talk to that group and everybody's graded on their, their department and their job, what they're supposed to do, right? And they're afraid that they're going to get these driver surveys back that they didn't like it because it wasn't, it wasn't food friendly for them, right? It wasn't comfort food. Um, and so, you know, making those, it's, it's, it's a culture change. It really is, but it shows that they really do care about them. And you got it. And the ones also too, is one more I'll leave you with as well is that this one company, they spend a lot of time and effort touching the, the, the spouse at home or the partner at home, letting them know what they're doing to help them, um, their partner out there on the road. And if it's their birthday, they send them, you know, flowers or some kind of little momentum gift, but they, they let them know what they're doing to protect their loved ones to get them home safe to see their family. I love that idea. As uh, as carriers, you know, I've always said the the pay across the industry is pretty much the same, whatever job you go to. So we're always looking for differentiators as a company. What makes us different? What makes us better? And there you go. There's a couple ideas right there. Reaching out to the spouse and and just letting the driver know you're you're really investing in them and taking care of their health. And one of the other things I used to monitor all the time is I tell the coaches, tell me what one, two, and three is that really winds that driver's watch the wrong way. They really get upset with, right? Number one, it was always at the top. They got in a fight with their dispatcher. Um, number two is they got the distress call from home. You know, Johnny got kicked out of school. The basement's flooded. You know, I need right. $200 right now. Um, and number three is a four-wheeler cut him off. And one of the reasons why I feel like getting that partnership support from home is we know our drivers are being poached every day, all day, right? 
And we know in life, whether you're a driver or whatever job, it's never perfect, right, Andrew? I mean, there's things that go wrong and you get frustrated, you're upset, and you start thinking about making emotional decisions. And if they have that partner to share with and, and the company is touching that part of our home and really getting their loyalty that you're doing all you can to take care of them, protect them and help them. They'll say, well, just take a breath, calm down. And um, this may not be as bad as you think. And the other thing is that I find very, very useful in this space. And most companies haven't in their medical plan, but they don't do a very good job. Of, they don't do a good job at all promoting it is employee assistant programs. And within that employee assistant program, um, you need to make it aware to the drivers. This is not, don't worry about this, is not worried about people knowing that you're sitting on the couch and you're, or you're on the cliff or whatever. This is, if you're out there and you're frustrated, having a bad day, here's somebody you can reach out and talk to anonymously and talk to and just clear your head and help you from making a, a good decision, not a bad decision. Yeah, I think they get uh, probably get announced one time in orientation that we have these EAP programs, and that's probably the last you hear about them. Uh, but is, you're, you're right, we could do a much better job promoting that and making sure our people are using those effectively. Yeah, and because it, life's got bumps, and just like we saw through the pandemic, right, um, of it going on. And um, that's why it's important um, to make sure those programs are available. Hey, this has been a fantastic conversation today. I, I so appreciate you being on with us. If we've got executives out there or even drivers interested in finding out more about Bob Perry, where can they find you? Do you have a website? Yeah, you can go to fitdrivers.com or you can email me at bob at fitdrivers.com. Uh, reach out, but um, I'm always very willing and interested to whatever I can do to help. Now what I've changed my working model too is that because um, a lot of companies said they have heartburn about investing so much dollars well, i have a lot of information that i've already collected over the years it's driver centric driver delivery posted and i can you know help them with that on a very cost effective way they can do it and in most time they don't have the resources so i can be my real strength is is that my delivery because i come from a family of drivers you know my father two brothers still driving um, our father drove for 45 years, and as I say, Andrew, when he retired, he retired with the professional truck driver healthcare package. He had high blood pressure, sleep okay. apnea, died, yeah. and took his life early. And so, you know, my mission and what I love doing is I, I want all of them that they can retire healthy and spend some good quality time. Well, we appreciate all your hard work in the industry, and I thank you again for joining us today. Right on. Thanks, my friend. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Driven Too Far. Be sure to visit our website at driventofar.com for tons of industry resources.